Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I'm very excited about today's podcast because we're going to be talking about a subject that is near and dear to me, and that is bus ministry. I really enjoy this ministry that we have here at Inland Lighthouse Church. It's not the first ministry I joined. Um, it is developed over time, but I eventually got a burden for it. Um, while at a children's seminar. We're going to talk about that. Me and my wife, Kim, will be joining me on today's podcast. If you're involved in bus ministry, you're going to know exactly what we're talking about. If you're not involved in bus ministry, maybe this will get you interested or maybe in a way that you'll want to support and be involved in some sort. Bus ministry is so rewarding and it works. It works and we see lives and we see souls changed. Um, So we're going to talk about that today in today's podcast. I'm very excited again. Uh, So please join us in today's Overflow podcast. Welcome to the Overflow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. You have me, Julian, and my wife. Hi, everybody. It's Kim. So today, we're going to be talking to you guys about a really cool ministry that we do together as a family, and that is bus ministry. So I'm so excited to share this ministry with you guys. Uh, We've been involved full-time in bus ministry. I think it's coming on three years now, So because it was... Um, it was a children's seminar that happened a few years back where I got the burden and calling really to join bus ministry. And, um, and of course we joined at the same time. I think I might've gone a few Sundays before, uh, you officially came with us. I think that's just because of the children thing, of course, you know, so, so I was ready to go and check it out and jump, uh, fully on board. But, um, I know, of course, when you come to working through family stuff, things take time. So, Let's say let's start about how we got the burden for it. So, children in ministry was something we uh, we mentioned in previous podcasts that brother Caleb Dillon came up to us and he was like, "Hey, have you guys ever thought about helping in Sunday school?" And I think honestly, it's probably safe to say that neither of us had really thought about doing <laughs> Sunday school up to that point. No. So, uh, but when he asked us, I mean, we didn't say no. We just, sure, yeah, we'll go check it out. And we knew Sunday school was very exciting because we knew all of all the things that was going on in the Lighthouse Church. We just, uh, we just never joined. We were doing other things like I think we were involved in choir and mm-hmm. um, yeah. that might have honestly been it. Just music ministry. That might have been time. it. And I, yeah. and I was probably playing the guitar like. But choir, guitar, singing, things like that. So, and he asked us to join children's ministry or Sunday school. So we went and we joined. Well, Brother Philip, um, 
I think it was for a few years before we finally went. He would always tell us about a children's seminar in Redlands. Yeah. We just never went. And it wasn't because we didn't want to. Honestly, was some of it was just... And just no one to blame I feel them. like it just didn't click. Yeah, like, it, it, it didn't click. Like, hey, you should go. It was just like, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just... We just didn't know, you know, like, the big push for it. We knew that it was exciting and fun and... We're going to learn a lot of new stuff, but I think the push for it now is much more intense. Um, Brother Philip has been announcing this children's seminar that's coming up every single Sunday <clears throat> for the last um, probably month. Because we're put, making a big push for our anyone involved in children's ministry of any sort to be there. So, mm-hmm. um, so we decided to go one year, and it was a year, Brother, actually, we went the year before when Brother yeah. Tony Spell was there. Mm-hmm. But it was great. We had a lot of fun. We learned a lot. Um, but the one that really impacted me was the year following that. And that was when Brother Chris New was here. Yeah. Brother Crystal New, they were here. Brother Thomas Rome. And I remember sitting there. This <clears throat> must have been the Friday night. We used to do a Friday night service, or Friday night um, part of this seminar. But we did a... It was more of a service kind of deal for the adults. We do it a little different now, but on this time, Brother Chris New was talking about what he does in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah. He's talking about all the buses they got, <clears throat> his roles and responsibility as a basically making sure those things are up and running, the maintenance. and he, But he's also was sharing his burden with children's ministry and bus ministry and all that. And one of the things that started to click with me was the fact that these two ministries, Sunday School and Bus, are one. Yes. They're not two separate ministries. So I, I'm sitting there listening to and like a light bulb turned on for me. Like if I was a bus worker and um, out knocking doors every single Saturday... I would have such a more of an impact when we teach in Sunday school because I would know these kids on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And, and we even were pretty close with Bus <clears throat> Ministry in a way that one of the youth that was always over at our house, Michaela, we would take her to Saturday outreach. We, yeah. just, never, we just never went. Like, we yeah, just, we just made sure she was there. Um, we wouldn't let her back out if she no. had things. We're like, no, you got outreach. You need if to go. If she was tired, it was like, no, this is your yeah. this is your day. This it, is your thing. And she was a, uh, I mean, we didn't get to work with her personally together, but we knew that she was a rock star in bus ministry. She was constantly bus work of the month, it felt like. So I just felt like at the seminar, I started to really see and understand that children's ministry, in particular Sunday school and bus ministry, that they are the same thing. And I remember like, I was already thinking in my heart, okay, I'm going to become a bus worker. I'm going to join bus ministry and I'm going to start working around and it's going to be so much fun. Well, in his same testimony, he's talking about how many buses they have. Now I know Brother Tony Spells Church has like 27 or 30 buses i don't know some crazy amount so cool and we don't have that many but we still do have like <laughs> we, we still had the need for needing uh drivers at the time Absolutely. so so i started thinking of like all these people that i can that i can get to recruit to also become drivers and we can start growing this like fleet of bus drivers 
So I was sitting there thinking of all these people that I know that either have a class A or a class B or have some time of some type of experience working with like bigger vehicles. And as I'm sitting there trying to think of people, I realized like I why not myself? <laughs> I my, I myself could drive a bus and I it's because my experience at the time was I was already a fireman. I have experience driving a fire engine. Mm-hmm. Why can't I drive a school bus? Yeah. So I, I decided, all right, I'm going to become a bus driver. And I remember we went to the dinner. That was after that night service. And they had were like serving tacos or something that night. And I remember going and I went up to Brother Philip. I said, Brother Philip, I am going to get my license to drive a church bus. <laughs> I didn't even know what that entailed at <laughs> no. the time. I just knew I'm going to get my license. So... I told him, and then uh, later, the, maybe the next day or something like that, a couple of days afterwards, I told Pastor Booker, I am going to get my license. And the reason for that is so that they could hold me accountable. Because if I just let it, if I don't tell anyone, I could easily just tuck it away, swipe it under the rug, and no one ever knew. So it's not like I failed anyone. So I just, meh, whatever. <clears throat> I decided maybe I'll do it another time. So... Then I think maybe that Sunday afterwards, I think I was on a bus with the green route or, you know, it was just Delaney. And, yeah, you jumped yeah. on green. Yep. So, yeah, so that that's the moment I decided to join bus ministry. And it's been a great ministry since. What about for you, Sister Kelly? So, I mean, mine was kind of like, I guess just tagging along. But not, not even tagging along. I feel like that's such a horrible way to say it. It was more of just like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. And there was no hesitation as far as like, yeah, I would want to. I was so nervous, okay? We have three little kids. Um, I had a newborn and two toddlers. And I was like so nervous. And I felt like just the timing of everything, <clears throat> it was something I had just desired to do. And I didn't, I didn't, like, it wasn't something planned, like, oh, I'll work into this or something. It was just like, yes, let's do it. And so I was so nervous. And I can tell you guys, my prayer as a young mom and three little, little kids, I remember I was so, like, I guess I was scared, you know, like you're juggling kids, it's early mornings, you're on this, like, bouncy bus. So I rode, I told God, I told God, and this is like my frustration prayer, okay? I'm going to be completely honest. I told God, you know what? You said you're going to take care of all this stuff, and I'm just going to hold you to it because I don't know how. And I remember being so frustrated. Like, I have no idea how this will work out. Like, my kids are so little. It makes me nervous. Like, what if they get off the bus? And I was like, you're just going to do it. You're going to do it. And so, like, that was, in a nutshell, my prayer. So I rode, I think it was two or three weeks um, with the baby. And I had her in my little like baby carrier strapped on me. And my toddlers, they did absolutely amazing. Like, I don't even know why I underestimated them. They did so good. They don't even mind. Still to this day, they, they don't mind getting up early on Sundays. I feel like outreach and bus, Sunday school, that's what they look forward to. Um and that's just a blessing. But we're riding the bus. The baby did absolutely horrible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he probably thought I was going to say good. No, she did so bad. She cried. She whined. My heart was so broken because I'm like, 
She's bouncing around. She's fussy. She didn't like it. And I said, okay, that was the first week. I was like, I was so stressed out. I'm like on the verge of tears by the end of it. And I just like, I remember taking a deep breath. And I'm like, God, I'm going to keep doing it. And you said that you'll help. And I'm just, I'm going to wait for it. So then the second week came. And she did so bad <laughs> again. And I was just, I was so stressed out. Then comes... Uh, if I could just explain real quick, though, for those of you who have never ridden on a bus, uh, these weren't the new, like, vans, the smooth ride, the nice <laughs> no. suspension. The bus we were on was the red bus at the time, yes. right? So this was a bus that was donated to the church from uh, Fresno, um, they had, uh, it was an older bus. I believe it was like a late 80s uh, international bus. It was a 60 passenger bus and it was very bumpy. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of dips to go to our route and where we're going. So there's a lot of bouncing up and down. There's a lot and of it, stops and hills. It was, I'm pretty sure when we started riding, it was <clears throat> like the middle of summer. And also, we were picking up a lot of kids, and it was just loud. I think we were already, yeah. even though we our route that was a brand new route, and we just started, we were at least running twenty kids. Yeah, it was a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of kids. So it was just, it was loud, it was hot, it was bumpy, and it was a brand new thing to our little baby girls. So yes. it was so she wasn't very comfortable or no. happy yet. So me as a mom, like I'm telling you, I was just, I was so like. It made me anxious. It made me stressed out. And I'm telling you, like, my frustration of a prayer. So then, given the next few weeks, uh, one of the ladies at our church, I know we mention them in other podcasts and stuff, um, but I always give so much just love to the Toronto family because I tell, I've told them before, I said, like, you don't understand. Like, you were the answer to a prayer. And so, <clears throat> um, and God knows. God knows. So any moms out there listening, like God knows your heart and he will, I promise you, he will provide whatever it is you need to get to do his work. And so um, the mom comes up to me and she's like, hey, can I hold your baby? And this was before we were leaving. And she's just like, oh, she's so cute. So I was like, sure. Well, then all of a sudden she comes back to me. and She's like, hey, the baby's asleep. Did you want me to hold her while you rode out in the morning? And I was like, what? So this is this is a new newborn baby. Um, she's a mama-dependent baby. And she just didn't go with anyone yet. They're so little, like, they, they know. And she fell asleep with her. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, that's fine. I'm not on a bus. Like, I stay back for Sunday school anyways. Um you go right out and I'll just, I'll hold her. I was like, okay. And I remember getting on the bus and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to feel so bad. I gave her the diaper bag and stuff. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. So calm, so sweet. And I'm like, okay. Well then, um, we get back and she's like, oh, she's still asleep. So this is like 45 minute late. Maybe 45 minutes later. Mm, yeah, roughly. Um, I mean, that's a long day, but... I mean, and that's, that's just like drive there, pick up kids, drive back. And yeah. that's a rough, rough estimate. But we get back and the baby's still asleep in her arms. And I remember thinking like, God, you did it. You absolutely did it because I didn't ask her to do it. I didn't... Um, 
didn't approach the situation. Like he worked it out completely. And so that was kind of a rhythm that we got into. She would come and she'd want to see the baby. So it wasn't this huge burden, you know, on me of like, oh, I have to leave her. She'd want to take her. Um, she, she would change her diaper for me. There was so many times, I mean, she would laugh if she hears this, but there were so many times where she would like, you know, go through her diaper and she didn't realize it right away. And then she'd be like, uh, my arm is wet or, you know, <laughs> I'm dirty. I'd feel so terrible. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. She had, she has five kids. They're all older now. They're all in the youth. Um, so she just, she wanted the baby. And so after that, she started, um, one of her younger daughters would always ask, like, do you mind if I hold the baby while I sit with my mom? And I said, oh, no, like, that's fine. So then it became the rhythm that I would go and do drop off and her daughter would want to hold the baby during service until we got back. And I'm telling you, this wasn't some like babysitter I paid. This wasn't like, it was literally just God providing. And he gave them this big heart for this you know, newborn baby, not even knowing. They had no idea, like, how stressed out I was. Only probably, like, my husband knew. And so that was my initial. I know that was long, but that was my initial getting on to bus. Yeah. <laughs> of trying to figure out, how do I even do this with kids? Yeah, when you, when you join bus ministry, especially with a family and kids, I mean, it's a huge undertaking. I've talked to people who have done ministry, the bus ministry for a very long time. And a lot of time it does become a sacrifice also on the family um, where either, you know, you're taking your kids home and you come back a little later and you don't get that afternoon nap like how you would like or, you know, everyone's going out to eat. But by the time you're available and done, like the they're done eating or whatever, or just, you know, they're not willing to wait that time because they're starving or whatever. And that's no, I don't fault them for that, but it's, it is a sacrifice and it's a ton of effort, but when God, he'll take care of you, you know, and he'll give you the help that you need. So what she, what my wife needed at the time was she needed help with the baby because I was, so at this point we're, we're, we are, we did jump ahead a little bit. Because we've already uh, started the route in Colton, and uh, there's a lot of times where it's just me, Philip, and a couple of bus workers went alone. But by this time, where Kim's really starting to jump in, I've already gotten my license, yeah. and like, and I'm already driving. I can't drive, hold a baby, and drive at the same time. No, and God is so patient. He gave me so much time to just like calm my nerves, yeah. and like I know that for sure, you know. And now it's like. My kids are in such a wonderful rhythm. Um, they ask me, like, I remember I think we weren't feeling well, so I let them sleep in on a Saturday morning, okay? Mind you, Saturday morning. And they're like, Mom, like, why didn't we go to outreach? And I'm like, you guys aren't feeling well. Like, it's okay, you know? But they're, like, so into the routine, but they enjoy it. Yeah. They enjoy going out. Yeah, they sure do. They love it. They love knocking doors. And they even get mad if I knock the door before they do. So <laughs> yeah. the kids absolutely love the bus ministry. I'm going to back up a little bit in the story um, with us joining. So so at the beginning stages of joining bus ministry again, I went and rode with uh, the Green Route with Sister <laughs> Delaney. And I remember I said, I'm going to ride with you today. And she just, Delaney was all excited and she's like, oh, yeah. It's like, what do you, she looked at me and says, what do you want to do today? I looked at her and I said, Delaney, this is not my route. This is, this is not me. This is your thing. I'm here to help you. 
And I'll never forget she, because I'm I'm much older than Delaney, and so she looked at me and was like, "Wow!" Like she thought I was just gonna be an adult and try to kind of push her around because yeah. I, you know, I'm older and I'm married, I got kids, I'm more mature and all this stuff. But really, I'm like, no, like Delaney, I'm here with you right now. Like I, you tell me what to do. You're the master at this. And so she just, I kind of just tagged along and did whatever she needed. Well, we did that for honestly, it wasn't very long, maybe. A month or two, maybe. If that, yeah, and I think it's only uh, a few rides. And brother Philip approached me and Kim and was like, "Hey, I want you guys to become a bus captain of a route. <laughs> I want you guys to start a route. We're getting a brand new. We're getting the bus. Donate to the church. Donated <laughs> about I don't know. We were getting a bus, and it needed a route. And basically. it needed a route. It needs somewhere to go. And I, I remember. I think brother Philip initially just approached me about it. I said, "Okay, like we'll talk about it. We'll pray about it." He told me the rules because of uh, because of the uh, California emission laws. We had to keep it within so the location had to be within so many miles from the church. So we had to find a good spot. I remember I'm just sitting there thinking like, God, where do you want this bus to go? Where do you want us to run this route? And I was praying. Couldn't I honestly? I didn't really feel anywhere to go yet. <laughs> so I went and me Kim and Philip we all talked. And I remember we had a meeting. It was like a Monday night or something like that. Yeah, it was just in the fellowship hall. Yep. And he, uh, Kim, we sat down and she said, we're going to go to Colton. <laughs> and we're, They're just I like, remember I'm like, <laughs> like kind of nodding my head like, okay, but let's figure it out. And I'm like, that sounds great. I'm not denying it. But I'm like, there's so much logistics we need to figure out before you just say the city of Colton. Okay. Like, I'm yeah. like. Where, what do you mean? Where? How far? Let's figure this out. So I'm going to paint you the picture, okay? I'm five foot with these like six foot some men <laughs> already, which is funny, okay? So we're sitting at this table and I'm just like this little lady in the corner. And I have, I know I had um, Addison in her carrier. So I'm kind of like my foot's kind of tapping and they have this big map of where all of the routes go and brother philip has them marked like oh well we can't travel this far it's too long oh let's check this one and i'm like uh we're gonna go to colton <laughs> and then but okay so we're like all right colton cool now colton's a it's not a huge city but there's a bunch of different areas of colton so we're like where and she already knew the apartments we're going to and it was the we're going to the vista point apartments uh, the Vista Point Apartments is notorious in the city of Colton, and they call it the zoo. Yeah. And so she knew that like, we're gonna go and do a outreach there. Not already. She knew about it. She knew where it was, but we never like went and pre walked it out, checked the area. Is there kids here? Is there not? Nope. Kim just already had a desire in her heart and a burden on her heart to go there. Funny story is Brother Philip went there like maybe a year or two before just yeah. checking it out. Mm-hmm. And um, so, again, the zoo is a very, very rough apartment complex. Um, he managed to somehow get his car in, but to get out, you, yeah. need, a, you need a key. <laughs> yeah, you or need the code, a, the code to go in and out. And of the so, gates. Brother Philip, it's getting dark. It's a lot of like just starting to like get a little shady. It's just a nightlife. And he he's stuck inside this apartment complex <laughs> and he goes up to a guy. Actually, I think no, the guy, he, the the guy, guy went, went up to, to their car because they're sitting at the gate. It was him and his son. And they're sitting at the gate and they're like, how are we going to get out of here? Probably wanting just to get out of there as quick as they can. <laughs> and the guy walks up and goes, hey man, so 
looks like you're stuck in here, huh? Like something along those lines. And he's like, do you want out? And Phil's like, uh, yes, please. Let me out. <laughs> you know, the guy's like, all right, I'll let you out, man. But um, so we went there and we're like, all right, that's where we're going to go. I remember we met up on a Thursday. It was around 3, 30, 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We took and balloons. We got all the balloons. Flyers. flyers. We were we all got, decked out in Sunday school attire. We got dressed. We put on a... We got in the bus. We want, and the reason why I said let's take the bus here, is because I want everyone to know like this is what you're gonna look for on yes. Sunday morning. So we took the bus and we pulled up, and we were bombarded, bombarded with kids. Yeah. I have I've been on some great outreach, and this isn't me just saying it because it's my route. But no. this is the funnest part, place to do outreach because you just get so many kids to surround you. Yeah. And I had probably 30 plus kids, never <laughs> known them before. And I'm just making balloons until like I literally have blisters on my fingers <laughs> and just busting them out as fast as I can to a point to where Kim and I think there were some other sisters with us. Jennifer we had was a with group, us. Jennifer I believe Booker. we had Jennifer, Tristan, I believe was uh-huh. with us. Um, well, you guys were basically, I think Tristan was still helping us with balloons, but yeah, you so and Sister was... Jen were just trying to collect info, like, where do you live? Can you come with us? Where's your parents? All yeah, these things. so you... in the middle of the apartment complex, there's this big field with a really small playground, and we kind of just ended up in there. And so all these kids are coming out. We're completely circled by the apartment, so they're coming from every direction. They're seeing balloons. Friends are going to tell the other ones, like, oh, get an animal balloon. Parents start coming out, like, what is going on? Who are these people? Like giving my kids something for free, what do they need? Yeah. And so we're out there and Julian and Philip are decked out. So they look super silly. I think Philip had his hamburger hat on. Yes, I know he was really bright. And so we're trying to like, okay, you guys start balloons and we all just start dispersing like, who are you? What's your name? How old are you? Do you have a parent that's nearby? Oh, it's my auntie. Oh, it's my grandma. Oh, it's, you know. So we're looking for these places and we're just like, hi, we're new here. You know, we're from in the Lighthouse Church, and we start giving them the rundown. Like, we're starting a route in here. We take uh, kids and parents, if you'd like to join uh, to Sunday school. We do it every Sunday. We're starting directly in here. And so it was chaos. Chaos. In, in a good way, okay? But it was so much. I don't think we were prepared in the sense of, like... How many kids were there? We didn't. We no. did not anticipate that type of response no. for our first time going it, out. But, and I remember walking into the apartment complex and it just being like a good feeling. Yes. Like we are at the right place. Like yes. it felt, I don't know, like when you got it the Holy Ghost, like you'll a, understand this. Like yeah. it's a Holy Ghost check of like, you're in the right place. It was just like this calming, like, oh, you're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that was the only place we knocked before Sunday, right? Yes. I don't think we did the other No, I don't believe we, we branched out yet. So we went... We had this huge, great outreach, and uh, I remember we wrapped up, and we were putting everything to get away, and we're like, all right, well, how? Uh, let's be ready for Sunday. You know, let's be ready for a bus full. And I remember Brother Philip, and this is not to doubt his faith or anything. No, it's just no. He has a ton of experience of working in bus ministry. Any bus minister will tell you He was being really sweet because it's, we were so new. And, it's and realis- I know that. <laughs> it's realistic. It really is. If you invite 100 people to church, the chances of all 100 people showing up is not going to happen. You're probably looking at 50% probably. 
you know, like it's, maybe <laughs> you're getting less. like five to ten people out of knocking all of these doors. These people yeah. don't know you. You're brand new. You come in. You look silly. Like so, well, my, he was totally trying to protect like he, our, he our just, heart. So how big of a like outreach we had? He said, "Well, be you know, don't be sad if no one comes this first Sunday." We're like, "All right, no worries." He's like, "We'll come back." Like. You know, we'll do it again, and then they'll start coming. And I remember thinking, I didn't tell him this till way later, and he still thinks. He's like, no, I didn't mean it. But I was like, why would he say that? And it wasn't the fact of like, oh, I didn't know any better. It was literally the feeling of like, this is where we were supposed to be. She just felt right in her spirit, and Philip was trying to make sure we don't get disappointed. But yeah. it's all it was, and it was, you know... I, I still would start a route. I would probably give that same speech to some kid. Like, <laughs> don't feel bad if no one comes because I just don't want anyone to ever feel discouraged. So he, so we went back on Sunday, started knocking these doors, and the kids just started coming. Like a flood. And they started. Literally they, like a flood. And like we got another one. And another one. And, and I remember they're we knocking got one, each other's two, door, like, and then they're all running out, and we're like, hey, don't leave the gate. We're not out there yet. Yep. I think it was like 13 kids, right? Yeah, it was like 12 13 kids rode on that first <laughs> Sunday. And the cool part was a mom came with us. So a mom uh, from one of the kids came and checked out who we are. She wanted to know like who we are. So yep. she came with her son, and we went and we knocked. Uh, or I'm sorry, we went and we did Sunday school. We came back. So then the following Sunday and the following weekend when we were doing outreach, more kids were coming out. More kids were interested. It was like, I thought we talked to every kid on the first day. But I know. More and more just kept coming. And now I think we even brought more the following Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it was because that mom who rode kind of like made us like legit. <laughs> like she was like, they're legit. Uh, legitimatizers I don't know how we say that I don't know they 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 just reassured all of the moms and dads in that area that hey these people on this bus they have they're running a great ministry send your kids send, yeah. so she became they our, like they're real they're good they're safe and yeah. she just like spread the word yep and then all of a sudden like we probably like tripled then we got new moms with their kids because they were like oh i don't want to send them alone and we're like okay you're more than welcome obviously and then they just started coming it was it was it was a god thing you just you know so then from there so that was the first apartment complex we hit then we just started branching off from that area we have two other apartment complex that we now hit uh hopefully god willing more there's mobile home parks and everything nearby um we tried to expand during covid but that just just wasn't working (laughs) bad timing you know but um hopefully soon we'll start expanding out picking up more stops but we went across the street we met more families that are over there um one now one of the families we met are very close to us Uh, we pick them a lot up for church um we're just we're close friends now um but we were picking up probably eight to ten out of this one apartment complex with some kids that were very faithful unfortunately some of them have moved but that's okay and then the other one is uh, across the way. Um, we had a couple of families coming, and we'll just keep praying for them. Hopefully, they all come back. We are our numbers are getting better since COVID. Yeah, um, it's still not the same like how it was before. No, but that's okay. We'll get through it. I'll never forget the Easter after we started. Our bus was like. We had like 50 people on yeah. it. Yeah. So I want to see that again, where we have like 50. I mean, we brought moms, dads, everyone. So hopefully this Easter, that would be cool if we could do that again. Yes. I'll 
drive it in my Easter costume because uh, <laughs> I'm in the play where I don't care. Um, but bus ministry, for those who aren't involved and are wondering, like, oh, man, like, it's just you're just a you're just a babysitter for the afternoon. No, for these you kids. are not. No, no, no. Is it, is it fun? Yes. And, and, and can it be immature to some people? Uh-huh. Sure. You know, some people may think like, yeah, you know, bus ministry is just a bunch of immature people <laughs> that go and pick up kids for church, whatever. Like we're, we're wild. We're crazy. We like to have a lot of fun, but what we're still putting in these kids is the Acts 238 message. Mm-hmm. Brother Dwayne Ozzo had this perfect scenario of teaching of or under explaining to an adult the concept of as teaching the keys to the kingdom. When I give a key, I have a key to my home. The key that opens my house is just a plain key. It's just one of the ones you could just find at a any locksmith, nothing fancy, it's just a regular silver key. But if I if my daughter Aubrey was to be like, Dad, can I have a key to the house? And she really needs it for whatever reason. <laughs> I would make her a set that wouldn't be much more interesting. I would give her a pink one with like maybe a unicorn, a unicorn <laughs> and like glitter and a rainbow on the little part where the key uh, teeth are at. Like something that would just be really cute and interesting to her. It opens the same door. It gets to the same entrance, but it is, just looks a little different. So what we're doing is we're teaching the same Acts 2.38. Repent. He baptized his name, received the gift of the Holy Ghost, but we just put some glitter on it. We just put some rainbows in it. We just make it a lot more fun for these kids. Um, the the making the balloon animals, the singing the songs, I understand that may not be your thing, but whatever is your thing, you could be, join bus ministry, become a soul winner, and you could find out how you could effectively reach. If you're like, well, I... I don't really know if bus ministry is for me because I don't click well with kids. Well, every kid has some type of adult in their life. They have, um, they have grandmas and grandpas. They have aunts and uncles. They have whoever it may be that's responsible for that child needs to be saved too. Mm-hmm. We're not just reaching kids, and that, I think that was a bad conception I had of. of that, that's the wrong word I think I used. I, that was my bad view of son of bus ministry at the time. The, the, the view was, in, back then, was you go, you pick up kids, you bring them to Sunday school, you drop them off, they have fun in Sunday school, they go home. No, no, no. Bus ministry is a hook into a family to win an entire family to church. Yeah. So when I'm reaching for a kid... That's just a small hook that I'm using to get to the mom, the dad, the aunt, the uncle, whoever may be there. But I, there, if there is no kids there, I'm, it doesn't mean I just walk away and not invite this family. But hey, we have a ministry at our church. We have, if you want a ride, we can give you a ride. If not, this is where we're located. Are you interested in a Bible study? I can get you a Bible study. There's all these different approaches. It is outreach. It is the Great Commission just doing it with a bus. You know, I, I, I do wonder if Jesus, if those bus ministries back in the day, if Jesus would have mm-hmm. been like, join a route. I don't mm-hmm. know, just saying. I don't know. But uh, and just to piggyback off of how you said, you know, like, oh, it's not my thing to be silly or loud. That is the beauty. And I tell my route this. That's the beauty of a team. Okay. So, you know, you have a working body. Not everyone does the same thing. And it's the same 
for bus ministry, we have, for instance, I'll give you a story. We had this one mom, okay, we're knocking. Her daughter wanted to come for probably, I think, two years. Yeah. And she was like, no, no, no. But there was always that interest, so we would still go knock. She was super sweet. She, like, you know, would always take our info. And... I couldn't, I just, I couldn't reach her. I don't okay? think, yeah, and, I think I taught her too. It just yes. didn't work. And then we have one of our uh, bus workers. He's a man. Um, he's an older man. He has a family. And he goes up to her and he's like, oh, her daughter's coming on Sunday. My mind was so blown. I'm like, we have been talking to her for two years. You talk to her one time, meet her, and she, told, she tells him yes. It, and it just, it could have been personality. It could have been something in her just clicked with him. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be me to invite them. It doesn't have to be, you know, my husband to invite them. It's, it's about getting them there. Getting them to where they have the opportunity to have, you know, time with God. That's all that matters. Yep. And so the beauty of the team, he's so quiet, okay? This man, he's quiet. He's very, um, he's very prompt. He's very organized, but he's not gonna be jumping around in a hamburger hat like Brother <laughs> no. Philip or wearing a dinosaur, uh. you know, like covering like Brother Julian. Like he's not gonna do it. But that doesn't make him not effective. It doesn't. And so we all have these different avenues where, you know, I can tell, I can talk to the moms a little better. Because I'm a mom. And so we're clicking just because I'm like, oh, like my rascals are running around. And, you know, all these things. That's the beauty of a team. Use your team. Utilize each other. Learn each other. There is a place for you. Whether you want to be the jumping hamburger guy. Or whether you want to be the guy who's going to keep all of our records in order. You know, so don't ever think like, because I'm not loud and silly, I can't do it. That's, it's not true. Nope. And even you may even be like, well, like, I can't do the bus ride. I will lose my mind. It is too loud or whatever. Well, guess what? Saturday outreach, we're not on a bus. <laughs> so you can go and help us knock a door and help us get that family on. On a There's just so many different roles and responsibility that could fall into bus ministry. Bus ministry in the short term or in, the short, in a short phrase is... It is a soul-winning ministry. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, cool story recently. Uh, we have a bus route that wanted to expand. Uh, they wanted to go to a new apartment complex. They were like, let's go somewhere new. And they did. They went, they knocked this new apartment complex, and they began to just knock doors. And while they had two families come to church, these two families haven't ridden the bus yet. But they were so touched that one of them came to church and not only have they came, but they have gotten the Holy Ghost. And last night, uh, one of the families, her son got the Holy Ghost yeah. in service. Mm-hmm. So all we were doing, or I wasn't there, but all they were doing was outreaching Sunday school. They were like, hey, and what did it? This is going to sound silly to someone, but if you've been on outreach or whatever, like you get it. What did it and what really touched that mom? was the fact that they came back and they gave them an animal balloon. Yep. Mm-hmm. They gave them an animal balloon, and the bus worker looked at, it was, uh, I'm comfortable saying it, it was Brother Lee, looked at the mom and just said, whatever you're going through, I just want to let you know it's going to be all right. What's funny is he doesn't remember even saying that, <laughs> but it touched the mom so much that she, after she took the balloons and gave them to her kids and shut the door, she said she just broke down crying. 
But Elite, and I'm gonna, you know, I I, I love him. He's great. But it, it's so funny. He doesn't remember inviting this person. Yes, it's just it's such a funny story. And like Brother Julian say, he didn't remember. So they showed up. I think it was a Wednesday night service. Yeah. It was oh, how'd you get here? And they come and they pray, and we we have like they got the Holy Ghost. So they're they're up there praying. And everyone's like, oh, look, visitors, you know, there's a group of us and everyone kind of can tell we all ask each other around and then, you know, you greet a visitor. And so he says that he went up to her (laughs) and he's like, oh, like, like, hi, my name is uh, Bob Lee. And he's asking her questions like, is this your first time here? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, like, who did you come with? Like, who invited you? And she's like. You, you did. did. <laughs> he just. He said he was just like, oh, <laughs> like where are you from? <laughs> he was. He was Holy Ghost led. Oh, <laughs> That's all was he was so doing. Funny. He was just following God's will. And he. So they came, and then, um, then her neighbor came like the week afterwards, and they have all been touched. I believe they're in Bible studies, or if not, they're going to be in Bible studies pretty soon. Um, God's doing a the work there, but my, it's he was doing Sunday school outreach. He was doing mm-hmm. bus, and it's just. We don't only reach those that are kids and, no. you know, we're not Sunday school only. We're we're inviting souls to church. So bus ministry has been a very big ministry here in our home. Um, obviously, you guys can tell about the excitement of the things that we have seen. <laughs> but um, those are only like that's bare, just those are like the bare minimum. That stories. is the bare minimum. There's now, good and there's bad. Now, we have uh, families that we have made deep connections with, people who we could text on a just because, just to see how they're doing. We can invite them over for pizza. There's people that we just, we're just friends with them. Like, we see them and we hug them and we just say, we love you. How are you? Um, and we made that personal deep connection with them. And we it also brought me and Kim into a part of our ministry where we not only were reaching for them but we also wanted to disciple them we wanted to teach them that there is more to just coming on a sunday morning and you sit in church for an hour then you go home we wanted to teach them bible studies so this branches out to bible studies as a family where our home we would host a bible study we'll have people over and we'll just do something really simple light food and have them come over um, that would usually lead into, we'll have a great Bible study led up into a, a couple of really good prayer meetings afterwards and to great fellowship where we would just hang out, talk with them, have a great time and just get to know them. And it, that is the, the like second part, I should say like part two of bus ministry, discipleship. We are not a number Ministry. We're not looking into just picking up a hundred kids for Sunday school. Do numbers matter and do they count and do we need record? Yes. Yes, but we're not. That's not what that's we're just not, all about, though. That's we're, not the goal. Our goal no. is to see them turn into members of the church, turn into active members where they're now involved in music ministry, whatever maybe Sunday school, bus ministry. Also, they whatever they decide to do, but they become active members of the church. Mm-hmm. They become well. First off, they become saved, baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, repent of their sins. And they just become members of our church or a church. We don't care. Like, as long as it's a Pentecostal, one God, apostolic church, like, that's all that matters to us. And that, that is our second goal is discipleship. 
disciple these kids, disciple the families, get to know them. And I believe bus ministry right now is starting to do a big push with that. Um, so if you're listening and you're not sure if you want to join bus ministry or not, and you're kind of just, or you're listening, uh, maybe you go to our church or just any church that you may be involved in. Um, if you don't know if you want to like ride a bus, there are so many things to do. You'd be like, hey, after that, those families, like, let me follow up on them. Let me go and give them a pie on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Let me just go and give them, uh, let me just go, Thanksgiving's coming up. Let me go take them a, a basket. Let Some me take them, the... Easter's coming up right now. I, I don't know why I said Thanksgiving, but <laughs> Easter's actually the most close one coming up. You could go and take some type of Easter basket of some sort of like, I don't know, just a bunch of candies Candy. and whatever and give it to the kids. Like They're going to love it and they're going to remember be like, some lady came from some church. Oh, yeah, now they're inviting us on their bus route. Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go check them out. It's the little things. Like, so many things you could do. Some of the best type of outreach are the ones that are unscheduled. Like, yeah. there's been so many times where, you know, you see these kids, and to be honest, you're missing them throughout the week. These are kids that you're you're getting to know, and you're loving them, and take them a pizza. Take them a $5 hot and ready for them and their brother, and you're just going to be so amazed at how much they open up to you and how much they open up to the things of God just because you thought of them and acted on it during the week. Yeah. It, it's so it's so different than just your scheduled Saturday morning outreach. Yeah, they, they love that personal relationship. Also, you could tie them in with other ministries. Like we have um, junior camp coming up in June. That is... I'm going to try to get as many bus kids as I can to that because that is so important. We had a couple kids come last year. One was very close to getting the Holy Ghost. A lot of them just really prayed. But those are memories. Junior camp is a memory for that bus kid for something they may have never been able to experience. And, you know, we had a couple of bus kids involved in Bible quizzing this year. I don't think they're involved anymore. But, you know, Bible quizzing is tough. But... Um, I think they have quit, but that's okay. They memorized a, a few words. I mean, they memorized a few verses, and that's all. Like, they got a few verses in their heart. Like, that mm-hmm. is cool. Um, and they get to see it. Yeah, you they know, if they're it. really young and they don't make it through, that's not a disappointment or like a downer. Like, no, like they got to see it, and you know what? It's planting a seed yep. of some sort. And maybe next year, you never know. Maybe they just weren't ready for it this year. And next year, they'll have a better understanding. They'll understand the commitment and what it takes. So. I'm going to go ahead and just start wrapping this up. If you guys can't tell, we love bus ministry. <laughs> I feel like we could talk about it for so much longer than what we, we do. We really can. There is so much more we could say about uh, and being involved, The um, s- some of the complications that come with it. Be, which uh, there are. Which there are. <laughs> it, you know, we, we said a lot of the good things, and we just talked about sharing. We really just shared our love for it today. I was trying to butter you guys up. Butter you up. <laughs> Join a bus route. Warm you up to part two. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I, I know, like, I'm a bus worker telling another person to another person to join a bus route. I have heard big-name preachers, big-name preachers, including our pastor, um, say... Join a bus route. Yeah. Become a soul winner. The Great Commission is to go. Mm. That is God's mission. And all we're doing is we're just the hands of him and we're just going out and doing it. 
it's not our mission, it's his mission. Yeah. And we're just going to be the little soldiers to go out and knock the door <laughs> and find those souls and come home uh, and bring them to the house of God. So if you're not involved, get involved. If you are if you don't know what to do, if you come here to In The Line House Church and you have questions, come and ask us. We'll, we'll find a spot to tie you in. If you don't go to our church, um, ask. go to your bus worker and be like, hey, I'm interested. I want to join. I want to be a soul winner too. And they'll tie you in wherever fits best for you. So God bless. Have a great day. Bye, guys.